Hey Mike, if the Hulk were ever about to smash me, I just want you to know now that I don't expect you to jump in the way of his fist. You're a prince, Eddie. You're a prince. I just want to make that expectation clear, that if you don't jump in the way of the fist, I'm not going to hold that against you. I wish I was as magnanimous as you, but if the Hulk was bearing down on me, I'd probably look at you with a surprised and disappointed look <laughs> as I was mashed into paste on the pavement. No, no, I <laughs> I think it's fair to say that I would run in terror and expect you to do likewise. And it's every man for themselves right, right now when monster capable of destroying cars was gonna like pound you but, you can't but, hold it against them but part of the reason why i think it's okay for you not to help me is that i don't think you would be very good at helping me <laughs> i can guarantee that i wouldn't or <laughs> spider-man was whipping around on his webs and then grabbed you and then crawled up a building with you the best i could offer is that i would honor your memory and uh, <laughs> That means Spider-Man would You could call 911. Would you call 911 for me? Well, would I? I mean, like, I, I think so. <laughs> that's the only option. How are you unsure if you're going to call 911? <laughs> no, no, but I mean, I would call somebody, but like, it's like, you call 911. Is that now a common thing? You call 911 because there's, the Hulk is in the street or Spider-Man is here doing stuff. And would you call them? Is that... The yes, 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 you should call them. That's the so 911 okay, is the okay. emergency number if there's an emergency. Mm -hmm. And I think the Hulk pounding me to smithereens or Spider-Man dangling me off a building, those yeah. things would classify as emergencies. So I think Amy? you should absolutely call the emergency number if that ever happens. Okay, I agree with you, but have we not reached the point where there might be another number to call? <laughs> like maybe 911 isn't the only number because, so you call the police and they come and they're like, I don't know. The police pull their guns on the Hulk. So far, we haven't seen that they have effective countermeasures for super-powered monsters. And so but they can relay they the message. The... When you call 911, right. the first thing they want to know is, are you looking for the fire department? Are you looking for the ambulance? Are you looking for the policeman? And so I think there should be a fourth option, which is, no, I need the Avengers at this point. Thank you very much. You got to wonder, though. So let's say the public was encouraged to do that. How many times do you think people would say, there's an emergency, there's an emergency, and I need the Fantastic Four, or I need the Avengers, and it isn't them? Because... There's only so many of them, as opposed to thousands of police officers in New York City. Do you think that if that message gets to the, the superpowered team and it wasn't necessary, it's just the pe person wanted it, would the consequences for a false call be more severe than calling the cops? I think so. I think right now, if you call the Based police and they aren't needed, if you, I don't know, pull the fire alarm. When I was in college, they would do that. Some guys would go and pull the fire alarm in the middle of the night and wake yeah. us all up and the fire departments show up. I don't know if those guys ever got caught, but if they did, there is a punishment for that. I don't know if they go to prison. There's probably fines. There's an issue. Making a false call to 911 is punishable. It's a punishable crime. It it's is. a crime. And so I think it's that, an offense, yeah, yeah. yeah if, if you call in Ant-Man, there should be a bigger punishment for that. I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> Based on scarcity of resources. But my point is that a new number, I'm kind of being a little flip, but let's say that you do, you call and say, what's what's your emergency? And you say, the Hulk is rampaging down Clancy Avenue. Then I wonder if the operators, the 911 operators are trained to try to discern whether they need to involve a superhero response or not, because calling the police wouldn't be as effective as we said. And I think the Avengers would want to know that the Hulk is rampaging through the city. But one thing I do know for sure is that it wouldn't be a good idea for you or I to intervene with 
the Hulk or any number of these superpowered <laughs> individuals. I don't know if yeah, we make it any gonna, better. Yeah, by intervene, you mean do something beyond just calling 911 and running. Yeah, just saying, hey, stop right there and <laughs> put that woman down. How dare you? You smash that fire hydrant and throw it at that car. This is... Yeah. <laughs> you, sir, have had too much. That's a line too far. You've there, it. There, there is a fine line between being heroic and being a puddle of mud on the ground. <laughs> Smashed now, to now, smithereens. <laughs> now we say that, but as you know, there's a recent reporting that there were two superpowered individuals who were involved. They were part of the Masters of Evil recently, and they were involved chasing down a young woman in the streets. And pedestrians or like passersby did intervene, did was, try it, to intervene. was it more than one passerby or was it just one was it one guy oh, like how many crazy people were there <laughs> i think he's right i think it's one guy just one okay. guy one like, like there, there are turns out mike in new york city there are some crazy people I don't know if you well, spent okay. much time on the streets of the city, <laughs> but there are crazy people here. And there, this is another example of one because trying to go up and take no, the, the villain he was approaching was not the Hulk, but it was mm-hmm. a guy called the Executioner who kind of looks like a, a Hulk without green skin. And he carries a giant battle axe. And it feels like right. that being a, just a normal everyday human trying to take on something like that is not a good idea. I'd be nervous about confronting somebody with a steak knife and never mind the battle axe. And <laughs> a he is butter knife, even a butter knife. <laughs> a butter knife, yeah. And this guy's huge. So I don't know if he's not right in the head or if he's just thinks he can do it. But you think by now, if you saw someone who's seven feet tall or however tall this guy was, who's mad, like it just looks like a giant of a man carrying an axe. Uh, and if you read any recent reporting over the last little while, somebody who is part of a group that has battled the Avengers, yeah, the I guy, think the you got to stop. The guy goes toe-to-toe with Thor, right? Thor's giant yeah. hammer kind of lightning bolts bounce off this guy. Really, what are you going to do? You're just going to what, like punch him with your little puny fist? Maybe he's trying to just impress somebody. He knew that this guy wasn't going to hurt him, I guess. But that's what? How, would you know, I, how would you know that? I know, how would you I know, know that? I, you're gambling. It's just it's a great story. It's a great story afterwards. It's like the guy's at the bar and he's just kinda like, you know, I, I don't want to brag or anything, but you might have you might recognize my face. I stood up to the executioner and uh, <laughs> even his name, tail. the guy's name is I kill people. That is my name. Like nice to meet you, <laughs> killer of humans. You don't even know his real name. <laughs> well, so I don't know. So I think that our advice to people listening to this show would be as heroic as that seems, it's more likely foolhardy and it, it isn't a good strategy and you should probably leave that to the professionals as we've talked about. The first line would be the police who likely couldn't deal with it either. But that, as you said, they could contact a superpowered response, which I think is more responsible. And you and I have talked <laughs> about this. It probably should be something more formalized to make sure that they are able to respond because this seems to happen more and more that we have these superpowered <laughs> individuals coming to the city and terrorizing the city. I wonder though, I'll bet this guy it did impress his date probably far more so than you would have if you were there where she's like, Oh my God, do something. And Mike's like, I'm going to be yeah. responsible. <laughs> this is not re- let's call a number and let's talk to them about whether or not they have the proper choices for <laughs> responses. Yeah. We call those one. <laughs> no, <laughs> somebody save this girl. <laughs> screaming in terror. But that leads to the second thing that, that kind of came out of this is that, it's sort of funny. We know a bit more about the executioner and his compatriot, Enchantress, the Enchantress. The Enchantress. Yeah, who is a tall, <laughs> striking blonde woman who, what I understand from the reporting, has the ability to be Enchant. compelling. Enchant. Enchanting. <laughs> and, it's, uh, like, it's like love de- love and death or something. They're yin and yeah, yang. Exactly. And we know that they ally themselves with villains, but we also know now that they come from, they're not 
individuals from Norse mythology, but they are connected to Thor in that they come from the same place that he apparently does, which is Asgard, right? That's what they say. That's what they say. I actually d went and did some research. I am no expert on Norse mythology. I know that Thor is one of them. And I know Loki is one of them. And I know Odin is one of them. And my knowledge disappears very rapidly after that. But I went to the library. I went and looked things up. And I tried to find anything on this executioner guy or this enchantress person. And there is nothing to be found. So assuming they are from the land of Asgard, they never came to visit a thousand years ago and didn't really hang out in Norway. Maybe they don't. Let, maybe well, they, they like it where it's a little warmer here in North America. Well, they weren't worshipped. They're not just not just about worship. There's lots of North mythology not where there's the, 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 that are mentioned but aren't worshipped. There's only a handful of the, of the gods that were worshipped, but there was all, all these storylines of all these different characters, and these two were not. They, <laughs> I guess they were not celebrities back then in the Norse world. <laughs> well, wait a minute. So back it up then. So when you, based on your research, are you saying that? There's more, there's a pantheon of gods in the Norse mythology, but are you saying that there's non-gods that live around the gods up in Asgard? Is that yeah. what that is? Well, kind, well, yeah, there are. I guess there's the giants and all these other characters that were involved. And there's all sorts of stories of Thor and Loki getting into mischief and so on. But I think they're all treated as gods. They're all thought of as, as far more powerful doing their own thing and more ambivalent towards what humans are doing. Well, wait, but here's my question. I guess I should research this more, but I've always thought that a pantheon of gods wasn't a community of gods. It was more like a number of them, but not many. Oh, no, there's is lots. There, there, at least in the North mythology, there seems to be lots of them. Like, there's stories of people having weddings and the big parties, and most of the people there are not mentioned. There are a bunch of these gods at the party, but it's not like there's 12 of them. It's like what you would expect at a big, giant party. But the main characters are Thor and Loki and, mm -hmm. and Odin and all these guys. There are more. I, I, so, I blank on their names. But there, there's a bunch of main characters, but then there's a, a bunch of other ones that are the background. Okay, so how about this? So before we've learned about the Enchantress and the Executioner, who seem to have powers, did you take it to be that in all these stories, they're all somehow super-powered compared to humanity? And they just have to be some have more powers than others, or were they just like humans that lived amongst the gods? Because that's what no, I would have assumed from the stories. But you're saying that the stories think, tell you that they were they're all sort of superpowered. Yeah, they're like superpowered ish. They all do incredible, amazing things. There's one story where there's some boy that goes along with Loki and Thor, and in the challenge, Thor has to wrestle somebody, and Loki has to eat a whole bunch of food really fast. And then this boy that they're with has to run really quick. And it turns out that he has some sort of gift for running and he runs faster than cheetahs and stuff. He's just a random dude, like not random in that he was known to be a fast runner. But I guess being a fast runner in their world is super powerful. Like. Not special or it's a special power. But OK, I guess I get it. But so from the stories that you've read, are they all immortal? They all live a long time? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I don't think the fact that the Thor and Loki are long-lived is particularly special. At least it's not mentioned in the stories. It's not like, oh, okay. Thor, you are immortal. How do you deal with those Asgardians that aren't? That's not part of the stories. They're all kind of like up there kind of forever. Okay, here's my next question then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I'm getting quizzed on something that I don't really know that much about, but I'm go, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> that's okay. I cross-examine people like this all the time, but that's the plan. <laughs> ask people questions they don't know. <laughs> like they should know about You are logically honest. inconsistent, sir. <laughs> Yeah, don't take me to, to mean something I don't mean. It, like they should know about it. You know that's that's why they sworn evidence on it. But but uh, are they? What I get from it then is that there there must be some social hierarchy 
in Asgard. Absolutely. So, so Odin is the king, and Loki and yeah. Thor are his two sons. They are the, the holy trinity. They're the power play. They're like the princes. Okay. So then if you're not in the pantheon, you're not one of the, the highest level, and you're long-lived, and you have, compared to humanity, you have superpowers, and you had access to Earth. Would you not come to Earth and do what the executioner and, the, and you're not necessarily do what the executioner and Tantris are doing, but you can come here and make a killing. You know what I mean? You can live a really neat life. Yeah, it's you're stronger enough. than everybody. It depends, depends what you want, right? Like there, there's a big trade-off, right? You want to be a small fish in a big pond or a big fish in a small pond? And it feels like if you're Asgardian, you are in a really, uh, really big pond per se, and you are one of the many fish there, and you're doing your best in this competitive world, and anytime you want to, maybe, you come down to Earth, and you could be a superhero, and it's like- That's what you, I mean. You could go from being a nobody to being a somebody. Yeah, yeah, it's, I get but, that. But, but, like, but you're going to be a somebody in a world with a bunch of people like us that maybe they're not very impressed with. Yeah. If you're long-lived and have these powers, and when people come to Earth, the people the higher up in the hierarchy come to Earth, they're worshipped. You probably wouldn't think a lot about humanity. Maybe it, that is something that would keep you from visiting because yeah. you'd be like, oh, what am I doing with these people? Yeah, like imagine if you had the ability to go and hang out with monkeys. And yeah, you, you could be right. the smartest monkey and you could hang out in this tribe yeah. of monkeys and be the king of the monkeys. I guess humans could do that if they wanted to, but we choose not to because we're like, you know what? I'd rather be a loser here with humanity than the king of the monkeys. Yeah, like the monkeys, you're, you're sitting around the monkeys and they're throwing their poop at each other. You're kind of like, Ugh. you know, humans do a lot more fun stuff than this. Like yeah. we play basketball and like, <laughs> and like actually play cards. I mean, this is crazy that I'm even here. <laughs> I'm leaving, going back to humanity. <laughs> that's, prob that's probably what these guys are going through. Because otherwise, I don't know how to explain it. Otherwise, we should be inundated with these guys. But maybe yeah. like coming down here and hanging out with us is just a very low social status thing to do. Oh, man, I, I never thought of it that way. That's funny. So it's sort of self-regulating. So that maybe that explains why in recent times, we know that Thor and Loki have come here, but they're doing some kind of like crazy stuff. Like Loki's got doing some crazy things. And Thor is just having some fun adventuring and battling other superpowered people. So maybe that's why he's engaged. And the Enchantress and the Executioner come here to battle Thor. It's not like they're coming down here and saying, like, how do I get a mortgage? You know, and like, why are they out of oranges at the grocery store? They're not stuck with the humdrum of living normal life here. They're here. And I'm going to keep on doing what I presumably am doing back in Asgard. It's a question of what their motivation is. I don't even know if they, they, they're doing some kidnapping or grabbing some girl today. Well, are they robbing banks? Why are they? Are they going to try to get some U.S. currency? Is that good in Asgard? Like, what are they doing here? What is the goal of their villainy? What is the goal of their evilness? Well, again, Enchantress, Executioner, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the show. But if you aren't, not a surprise because you probably think we're beneath you. And we're, you're wrong. You're wrong. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm not some monkey throwing poop at you. I'm actually, I've got a lot going. We've got a lot on the ball. <laughs> But a, I, we have a lot going for us as guardians. We're I'm, not just we're not just I'm monkeys just, throwing poop. I'm great. I'm great. You'll see. You'll see. But how about this? Here's another question for you, as my resident Norse mythology expert. So we know that Thor is a god. At least he's been worshipped as a god. But now we're finding that the social structure, when we see the enchantress and the executioner come to Earth, it's proving that these stories are populated with not just the highest level of the gods, but also quote-unquote regular as guardians. At what point do, you know, we can we say no one should worship these people? because no, no, no one's worshiped. When was the last time you ran into a church of Odin? 
Nobody's nobody's <laughs> worshiping. Like you're right. People worship these people thousands of years ago. But I think in terms of the problems in our society, I feel like the worship of ancient mythology is not really high on the list. <laughs> okay, so I don't mean that way. I mean not necessarily worshiping them. But why even call them gods? What does that mean anymore? Is that just yeah. another word for alien? Now? I think so. At it's, least it, with respect it's to a superhero. These are all. They're all like just extremely powerful mm -hmm. people and whatever word people want to use. Yeah, it is. But in the taxonomy, right? Like you and I've talked before, if you come from another dimension, are you an alien? I think the answer is yes, because alien means not of this group, not of this world. Alien just means not from here, right? That's why you call them illegal yeah. aliens when they're just coming from Mexico. But those Mexicans are not the same as guardians. You heard it here first. Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that aliens are the aliens. I think we can agree if we consider in conventional terms, if they're not from Earth, as in they're from another planet or another dimension, I think we should consider them aliens. And the way that science is evolving, Asgard is another world in another dimension, as I think it's what's coming out of it. And there is a whole social structure there full of people that should just be considered a race of aliens, humanoid aliens. All right. If you want to put a label on it, Mike, if you want to put a label on it. You know me, like circling back to your original thing. You know I'm all about order from chaos, and this is how you do it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For the full experience, check out whatifmarvelwasreal.com. You can find full transcripts, the story behind the comic, cover art, and more.